Listener Production. Please leave your message after the tone. Why am I jealous of my ex? I am so stressed all the time. How do I get into a routine? Is TikTok making me anxious? I think I'm being manipulated. Someone told me you could live with half a brain. This is Do You Fucking Mind? Mindset Hacks for a Badass Life. Hosted by me, Alexis Fernandez. Hello, my beautiful beans, and welcome to the episode of today. So in this episode, it is episode eight of our mini series about being better. So if you've just kind of tuned in, I'm spending the first two weeks of the year taking you through a whole bunch of tips and tricks to get your year started right. Um, So let's get straight into it. The topic of today's episode is ambition. What is it? and how to increase your ambition. So ambition is a strong desire to do something or to achieve something. And it can't, you know, some people are innately more ambitious than others. And there are traits that can be inherited that make you become more ambitious. But there's also a lot of learnt traits that you can take on board to become more of an ambitious person. Okay. So I always look at when you look at the people around you and how you pit yourself against others, there's always going to be, or maybe in most cases, there's going to be some sort of a genetic influence that will influence if something becomes a little bit easier for you to do than others or a little bit harder. But for a lot of things, especially when it comes to traits in personality, there is a lot of things you can do to influence that and to increase the level or to decrease the level somewhat, depending on each person. So there are things you can do to become more ambitious if that's what you want. So let's talk about traits and um, traits of being ambitious. So we've got emotional maturity is one of these things. So when you have emotional maturity, you have a deeper understanding of yourself, of your capabilities, and also the, of those around you. Okay. you It's a lot easier to interact with other people better, to interact with yourself a lot better, and to learn from these things and move forward in a productive way. So emotional maturity is a huge trait in people that are ambitious. Um, Extroversion. Now, don't freak out. You don't have to be an extroverted person. A lot of people who are ambitious are introverted. So it's not like this is a trait that you must have in order to be ambitious. It's just something that is quite common in people that are ambitious. And also pay attention to, because I personally am an ambivert. So I'm someone who's equally both. And when you look at extroversion and introversion, it's kind of the way you look at it. It's not, I don't like being around people and I like being around people. It's more, where do you get your battery charged? A lot of people love socializing, but they get drained socializing and recharge when they're alone. And then a lot of people, it's the other way around. They're like, oh, I feel really flat when I'm alone. But then when they see people, they, their batteries get recharged. So that's kind of how I describe introvert versus extrovert. It's got nothing to do with I hate people, not at all. Um, and then if you're an ambivert, it's a bit of both. You need a balance of both in order to be happy. Like I need to be alone and I also need to socialize. So I need like a, a, a good spread. Um, but extroversion is a, is a big one on people that are ambitious, which, which kind of makes sense in the sense that, you know, you're always making connections. You're talking to people, you're, you're, you're networking, all of that. Then we've also got the level of consciousness that you have or as in like self-awareness because self-awareness is directly, directly linked to discipline. 
okay? When you can be truly self-aware, then you can become truly disciplined. And only when you're truly disciplined can you be truly ambitious and actually follow through with that ambition and do something with it, okay? Um, When you are self-aware, you are understanding of what your downfalls are, what your qualities are, what your skills are, what you are responsible for, what you're not responsible for, what is in your control and what is not in your control. And then the last thing is general mental ability. So this is not just intellect, but it also refers to kind of what you're exposed to seeing or what you're used to seeing, what you know, you were exposed to growing up, your parents, your, you know, primary caregivers, all of that. And for example, if you are always exposed to a really encouraging, it's kind of like this um, internal working model, right? So if you have this internal working model of, you know, I'm loved, I'm lovable, the world is generally a good place, you know, I, I can kind of back myself, I can trust myself, it's it's overall I have a good experience, then you're more likely to find being ambitious more of like a, a, a natural feeling and want to go after things and chase things because you feel generally secure in your life. If you have an internal working model of the opposite of that, you feel that the world is against you, you're unsafe, everything's a threat, then it might be harder for you. Now, I also want you to pay attention to who you are surrounded with. So if you're someone that says, I'm just not ambitious, I'm not an ambitious person, or like I try, but I'm just, it's just not in me. Take a look at the people around you. And if you don't have a lot of ambitious people around you, sometimes we're just a product of our environment. Now, non-ambitious people, it's not a bad thing to not be ambitious. Let's make that clear. But if you're someone that's like, I wish I had more ambition to follow through with this certain thing then maybe you need to broaden the groups of people that you hang around with so you get more of an even spread. Because when you start to put yourself out there, if you can see around you similar things going on, it becomes more realistic in your eyes. I've heard a lot of people say, oh, like no one in my family's done X. No one's really ever tried to do X. And so they think, oh, well, because no one in my family has ever done that, it's going to be really hard for me. But then if you were brought up in an environment where everyone around you had done that thing, just by default, you would probably think it's just a a given that you would do the same thing because everyone else around you is doing it. You just, there's not, at least there's no doubt that's setting you back. You're just, oh, well, fuck, I'm not even questioning that. I'm just going to try and do it. A lot of the things that hold us back have got nothing to do with, are we capable of getting the resources to do this? It comes down to our belief based on the environment that we're in and that can heavily dictate how ambitious you are. So if you're somebody that's like, oh, well, no one's ambitious around me, you don't have to cut them out of your life. They're probably great people. But start thinking, how can I start to surround myself with more ambitious people. And if you don't know any ambitious people in person, start to listen to interviews of people that you look up to. Start to expose yourself on a regular basis, whether it be through like podcasts, through books of people who are ambitious. So it becomes more of a, you know, uh, something that's in your general awareness at all times. Now, when you become more ambitious, you're more likely to be able to bounce back on certain things because because you're so self-aware, instead of falling into feeling like a victim of a situation, you kind of look at it as I'm in control of changing this thing. Not I'm, it's not, you're not saying this is my fault that something bad has happened, but is my responsibility to pull myself out of this thing. Okay. So let's now talk about four ways that you can become more ambitious. So the first one is 
to give credit where credit is due. So this is for yourself and for other people around you. So I want you to notice and appreciate hard work when it is there. Notice it in yourself. Notice it in the people around you. And I don't want you to make excuses for other people's success. Because if you're somebody that really wants to succeed and you're someone that normally compares yourself to other people and you look at someone who's doing well and you're like, well, they were probably given money from their parents or they were probably born into privilege or they were probably, probably, probably. Look, maybe they were, but maybe they weren't. And maybe they actually worked hard and maybe the reason to their success is completely up to how much work this person put into it. You know, if you don't know the answer, don't presume that they didn't earn their success. It's always good to presume when you don't have the the answers in front of you that someone has earned their success because it makes it seem more realistic to you. If you imply that the reason other people are successful is due to luck or circumstances out of their control and something that you cannot replicate, then you're less likely to be ambitious or to have the ambition to do something similar to what that person is doing. However, if you can look at people and say the reason why they've achieved that is due to consistency, hard work, determination, grit, ambition, then you're like, all these things I've just rattled off are within my reach that while I might not be able to replicate their exact success, if I was to have that kind of recipe, I could probably go pretty far in my life versus where I am now. Okay. Now start looking at people that you would normally put down when they would succeed and give credit where credit is due. You don't have to say, oh, they've worked hard for absolutely everything they've got in their life, but you can say, well, they did this, they they completed this, they didn't help have help doing this. And it makes you become really aware of what is necessary to achieve a certain thing. It helps you reframe it and therefore you're able to be like, wait a minute, I'm seeing a pattern here that all these people have actually done these certain things and I'm giving them credit for doing that thing. If I did something similar, my outlook might look the same, okay? The next one is around failing safely and how to learn to fail safely. So it's be, you know, learn to be in an environment where it is okay to fail and fail... I'm using that word quite lightly because I've got a very, you know, we have, I think society in general has quite an intense connotation around the word fail because to fail at something is very different to label yourself as a failure, okay? But lack of ambition also comes from a fear of failure. And then because you're scared to fail at something or you're scared to label yourself as a failure, which is a much more like a weighted statement, then it leads to you not setting big goals and not setting the bar high and not not thinking, okay, here's my long-term goal to achieve this, you know, this big thing. A lot of people will prefer to play it safe and set much smaller goals or not set big goals at all instead of having this pain of feeling like a failure and being humiliated. But your concept of failure will determine how much you avoid failure. So if you look at failure, I always look at failure as something that's unavoidable. I actually factor failure into my plans. So when it does crop up, I'm like, oh, yep, okay, cool, there it is. Yep, I knew that was happening. 20%, 30% window of failure, of something not working out. And sometimes it blows way out of that. You know, sometimes I really work my ass off and the whole thing falls apart spectacularly in my face. But in general, I always factor failure into my life. No one has a perfect track record. In everything that we do, the track record for most things we set out to do, especially when we're new at something, it just can't be perfect. So why do you expect you to perform perfectly in everything that you do? If you factor in like a, a, a percentage, like a grace percentage where things can fail, then you're not shocked and horrified when it happens. 
I'm not saying expect yourself to fail, but I'm saying be aware that that's a big reality and it's just part of life. So now when I do fail, I spend way less time, you know, fixated on it. It doesn't mean it doesn't annoy me. Of course it annoys me. Of course I get put down. Of course I get frustrated. But I'm like, oh, it's so annoying. But at the same time, this is inevitable. So how are we going to, okay, and next. I don't think, oh my God, I did not see this coming. It is the end now. I cannot proceed, you know. So you've got to look at it as it is unavoidable. It's a numbers game. Things are going to go well. Things are not going to go well. And then you're not going to be so scared of it. Okay. And then look at other people's failures as well. And realize that a lot of people that are succeeding in front of your eyes, you're like, that's what I want. Those ambitious people, they have for sure failed in their past. Sometimes it's like a rite of passage to fail at a few things before you actually succeed at something because that's where the lessons are. That's where the grit, the determination comes from, from overcoming hurdles. So instead of thinking, oh, I can't have a failure, kind of think, let's knock over a few failures to get to where I need to be. Let's slay some of these dragons before we get to the princess. Okay. So The next thing is to stop looking at tasks as insurmountable. If you come up to a task and you think it's going to be absolutely fucked and it's going to be really intense, then you're more likely to kind of pull out of it because you've G'd yourself up thinking it's this massive thing in your head. You need to take this goal off the pedestal and you need to pay attention to your language around how you're going to approach that thing. So, for example, when you say, I'm going to try and do this versus I'm doing it. You don't have to do it perfectly. You don't have to do it to full completion. You don't have to master it. But when you say, I'm trying, I'm trying. No, you are doing it. Well or not well, doesn't matter, but you're doing it. Okay. Pay attention to how you speak around things. And, you know, promises, you're always, and I've got an episode that I recently just did talking about promises. You know, you always have to pay attention to how you structure promises. If you break a promise to yourself, it's okay, but you've just got to be like, all right, how do I restructure it? So it's more likely that I follow through. And then I could, you know, level up and make it a little bit harder for myself and make it a little bit harder for myself. You don't have to look at this insurmountable task and try and tackle the whole thing in one go. It's bite-sized pieces. You chip away, chip away, chip away. And it starts with like one small level, then the next small level, then the next small level. Don't make it a mountain in your head. Okay. And then we're going to, the last thing is to learn to be more self-aware by logging things. So for example, I want you to log your time, pay attention to what it is that you're doing with your time. You know, a lot of the time we will say, I don't have time for this thing, but maybe it's that you're not prioritizing this thing because there's a lot of things that we do in our day that wastes our time. I'm the first person to admit that I do a lot of things in my day that wastes my time. But when something becomes a priority, watch how you manage to make time for that thing. You will make time for the things that are a priority. And the prime example of that is someone who you're not that interested in is like, let's go on a date. And you're like, oh, but then you miraculously have a thousand things that come up. You're like, yeah, maybe, maybe. I'm not talking about something that grosses you out. Someone that you're like, yeah, you're nice, but oh, I've got all these other things. And then the crush of your dreams walks into your life and says, hey, let's do something. Watch how you make time for that person. You make time for the things that you prioritize. We all do. You are a prime example of it. You can see it in your track record. Every single person does. So when you look at things that you want to do with your life, just don't say, I don't have time. Just say, how am I prioritizing my time right now? And why does this not fit in? Because you can make it fit in 
but you need, something else needs to be shifted lower down the list of priorities so you can bump this one up to the top, okay? So in summary, we've got the four ways of becoming more ambitious is give credit when credit's due, learn to fail safely, stop looking at tasks as insurmountable, and also learn to be more self-aware by logging things and paying attention to how you're dividing up your time. So do all these four things and you will start to be on the path to becoming more ambitious. So that is all for today's episode. If you do want to hear more about ambition, I've linked some of my other episodes about ambition in the um, description of this episode. So check that out and go and check out those episodes for a more in-depth chat. And I will see you back here next episode where I'm actually going to teach you how to kick imposter syndrome to the curb. Um, So I'll see you here tomorrow. As always, be kind to yourself, be kind to your brain. Don't take shit from anyone and especially don't take shit from yourself. Danke. Listener.